Today on City Cash Chicago, I got a question for you. Did any of y'all throw some Asian carp burgers on the grill this weekend? What? It sounds a little scary, yeah? Hey, you probably know Asian carp is that invasive species that's threatening the Great Lakes. But ecologists have a plan to get them out of our waterways. Eat those suckers. And they're hoping a new name will help. It's now called Kopi. And the CityCast team, well, we cooked up some Kopi burgers and did a little taste test. It's Monday, July 18th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Check one, two, check, check. We are masked. Okay, um, Simone, <laughs> I was just saying this is not what I expected them to look like. So, should let, let me let's see the big reveal here. Interesting. These are they're like the size of a hockey puck, so they're not flat like a burger burger. These are a good like what like two inches thick. Yeah, they're really thick. They do have breadcrumbs in them. Um, what is in them then? So, according to Dirk Fusick, who runs uh, Dirk's Fish and Gourmet Shop in Lincoln Park, which is where I got these, it's uh, lemon, thyme, oregano, salt, pepper. Um, I think probably some garlic, potentially some other spices, breadcrumbs, and then ground kopi. It's not a super fishy smell, right? Not at all. I think it mostly just smells like salt, pepper, spices. So Simone is heating the stove. With these burgers, I mean, he recommended putting them on the grill. Unfortunately, none of us has a grill. <laughs> uh, so he said, you know, you can make it the way you make any burger. So we could have broiled them. We can pan saute them, which is what we're doing now. Um, yeah, basically the same way you would make a beef burger, you could do with these. Oh my God, you're like plating everything. So pretty. We need a presentation. That's true. This is going to be on, on all over Instagram. Yeah. It's got to be insta-ready. Insta insta-ready, insta-worthy. I mean... <laughs> they smell good. They do smell good, actually. They smell really good. Okay, what... Um, it, looks, it looks really good. It definitely shrunk down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it shrunk down a little bit. I also did some... We did some smashing mm -hmm. over the course of the cooking, so... It does kind of look like... It does... It looks more like a burger than I expected. It yeah, be. yeah, yeah, yeah. And less like, I mean, it does look a little like a crab cake. Mm -hmm. Jacoby just arrived. Jacoby, how do you feel about eating a Kopi burger? My only reason for being suspicious is because I guess my, since I don't understand the process that fish go through from being fish to making it to the table, I just never have to think about that process for like salmon, catfish, tilapia. But because I know that this started as like an invasive species, I've already got a stigma about it because I just, I think, is that a bad thing? Does that make the fish like something we can't eat? Okay. Should I, should I show it? You yeah, should show it. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much exactly what I expected. <laughs> a big ass turkey burger looking thing. Okay. I am taking a bite here. Always came with some stuff on it. That's really tasty. I really like that. Okay. I really like it. You're next. Takes a little bit of effort with a fork. Oh, that's decent. That's actually decent. It definitely it definitely tastes like fish. It does taste like fish, but I will just clarify it doesn't taste fishy. Which is a very, very key distinction when you're talking about fish. Yeah. Okay, I'm going in. Mmm. Mm. I think it's very good. It definitely tastes like the oats or whatever. There's some grain in there. I think this. I think this works. I think this works. It was not terrible. Uh, Are you gonna have a full burger? Yeah, I I ate my whole piece. I ate the whole thing. Come well, on. I meant like a full patty. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, I'm gonna put some barbecue sauce on it. Big bite. I'm quite pleased with that. I got the mic right up in that bite, too. I was like, <laughs> okay, now we're gonna eat. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We just finished our burgers. I'm not going to lie. It was decent. But Small, I still got a couple questions about Kopi after eating it. Uh, and I know you talked to an expert. Can you tell me who that was? Yeah. So I talked to uh, Dirk Fusick, who runs Dirk's fish shop, uh, fish and gourmet shop in Lincoln Park, which is where I got the burgers. Uh, and uh, he had a lot to say. All right, hi, Simone, I'm Dirk. Hi, I figured so it was nice you just because you With had the your giant idea. microphone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dead giveaway, right? <laughs> pretty, pretty good guess, I would say. Um, let's let's take a look at the meat, yeah? Sure. Let's see, what do we got? Uh, burgers are $8 a pound. We sell Kobe meat for $6 a pound. So in the world of fish these days, that's pretty inexpensive because, I mean, the average fish, you know, it's between 25 and 50 bucks a pound these days for, you know, high-end fish. So like snapper and grouper and tuna and things of that sort. So we're looking for something, something inexpensive. Yeah that people can eat and it, and it gets a good cause. The one in the biggest invasive species in the Great Lakes is salmon because salmon doesn't belong there and they stock millions of them every year. But the reason it's not invasive is because people make money on it. So it's okay if it's like, what's a flower, what's a weed, you know? Uh, Chilean sea bass is really Patagonian toothfish. Orange Ruffy is really um, Pacific Slimehead. So those are names that they decided to change because, you know, Slimehead just doesn't have a you know, good ring to it for, what's for dinner tonight, honey? Oh, we're having some Slimehead. Mm. <laughs> but I'm thinking like as time goes on, like those other fish that you mentioned, those names really stuck. And now Chilean sea bass is, it can be a really high end. Patagonian toothfish is, you know, I mean, when they think of sea bass, 90% of people think of Chilean sea bass when it's truly not a sea bass at all. It's kind of crazy, but hey, you know, well, it's like so confusing. It just makes me think like, I don't know, do the commercial names of fish mean anything at all? I mean, they, when they changed the name to Orange Ruffy, they decimated the species, basically. Can you just kind of describe like that? 
what you sell here with regards to Kopi? Kopi um, is a fish out of Illinois, the Illinois River. It's uh, white flesh, it's sweet, it's really a good eating fish. And the reason they're changing, the, they changed the name to Kopi from carp is just carp has a bad connotation for a lot of people. They just think it's a dirty, not good eating fish. Now, the downside with Kopi is that it's bony. Bony as heck. You're going to have bones where you never even thought bones could be. So the solution to that is grinding it. So we grind it, and anything that you do with ground beef or chicken, you can do with ground kopi. So we, my wife makes a killer bolognese, is real popular. Do tacos, meatballs, um, burgers are our best thing. But it's a perfect opportunity to eat this fish, capitalize on this fish, and try to get rid of it. So it's like when we were doing when it was Asian carp, I would give, oh, what are you serving? I go, no, you taste it first, then I'll tell you what it is afterwards, right? Or I would, you know, I would tell them either way. I'd go both ways and see what people would say. So I go, how's it tasting? That's pretty good. What is it? Carp? That's carp? Oh my God, I ate carp. I can't believe I ate some carp, you know? And it's... And do you think this push, the name change, the marketing around it, do you think it will actually make a difference in our ecology here? Well, they spend a lot of money on doing this. And the, one of the goals is to keep them out of the Great Lakes, right? I mean, we have... 200 or eh, just under 200 I think invasive species in the Great Lakes right now so it'll be there one day it'll get there it's just how it is it just sort of makes me think like think like if we have all these invasive species in our various waterways uh, things that are not native to to here why are we so worried about this particular species the, this species is pretty prolific, so I mean it spawns and breeds really fast. There's just I think 70% of the Illinois River is is kopi that uh, you know takes place uh, where other native stuff should be, and it's eating all the plankton, which also affects the native you know the fry, the small fish, things like that. They need to eat the eat the plankton. Then, as I say, if it's 70% of the population of the Illinois River is Asian carp, that's bad. You know that's a huge. Uh, slide in the wrong direction for one species of fish. I mean, you know, it should be a diverse habitat with lots of other things and everybody should have their niche and, and get along. But with the Asian carpet, it changes the whole program. We want to keep it out of the Great Lakes and we want to get rid of it out of the rivers. And really, you know, the only way so far is looks like we got to eat it. And it has to be more available. I mean, truly and stuff, you can't like go to Jewel or Whole Foods and none of them are carrying any of that stuff yet. So like I called you on Monday. Right. To, to ask about this and you're like well sometime this week like that's kind of how it how it goes right. oh you want some kopi okay let me talk to let me get a guy and we'll see if he's going out tomorrow <clears throat> and then we'll you know see if he catches some we went on the Illinois River a couple years back bow fishing for him on a, a trip which was kind of fun and they're like in the air they're bouncing off your head and your arms and you're hitting them with your bow just to get them you know away from your face they're flopping in the boat and it was just we were all just cracking up and I, that's part of the problem too is that it gets um you know, Asian carp is bad, you know, it's it, just because of its invasiveness and because they show the pictures of all the fish leaping out and bumping people in the head and stuff like that. So instead of the goodness of copia, it's like, oh, man, this crazy fish hits you in the head and they're overpopulating our waters. And, you know, so got to go on their goods, turn it around to be how good it is, you know. So <laughs> there's plenty of it. We can eat all we want. <laughs> After eating that burger, after hearing from Dirk, I'm really curious to hear from both of you if your attitude toward Kopi, toward Asian carp has changed. It's yes and no. Yes, I now know that, you know, it's something I can't eat, that it is available, that it tastes good when prepared well with some good seasons, some good breadcrumbs. But I'm going to say no just because I spent more than a decade of only hearing about it as an invasive species. It's like my brain can't turn off the fact that you know I have been led to believe that this is such a danger to us this is not good for our our rivers and and 
I guess I'd never heard that a possible solution was eating it, but I don't see myself going to the store tomorrow and being like, oh, you got, co- you got any copy? Yeah, I guess it's all like all, it's like anything, it's all in branding and marketing. It's, it is hard to escape the invasive word and not fear like, uh, I guess the idea of me going out and making these for a regular dinner, no, but maybe for a special occasion, I think it would be fun and interesting to show up with them. So I really like the idea of here's a meat that is really versatile, that is sustainable. Like it, it is actually better for you to be, like it's better for the environment for you to be eating it. And I liked the taste. Remember, eating Kopi is on our summertime shot bucket list. If you do it, let us know on social media with hashtag CityCastSummer and by filling out the form at chicago.citycast.fm slash summer. And while you're there, check out our newsletter for some Kopi recipes. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Mayor Lightfoot has appointed former Alderman Michael Scott Jr. to the Chicago Board of Education. Now, Scott recently stepped down as Alderman of the 24th Ward, and Lightfoot named his sister Monique to replace him. We're still months away from the municipal election, but we got some insight into how much cash candidates have so far. Lightfoot has roughly $2.6 million in the bank, while former Chicago Public School CEO Paul Vallis has $800,000. The financial frontrunner, though, businessman Willie Wilson, who's bankrolling his own campaign to the tune of $5 million. For a full list, check out our newsletter today at chicago.citycast.fm slash newsletter. There's some good news to get you through. The former co-owner and chef of Cafe Mary Jean is hosting a pop-up restaurant at the Long Room in Lakeview today. The former Humble Park staple closed back in November 2020, so it's limited time to get your hands on that CMJ burger. As always, I appreciate you for listening. I'm going to talk to you all tomorrow. Peace. I don't know why I took so many options. I'm going to be real with you. No idea. No idea.